Welcome to Unlocked State, where living in your truth is free. I'm your host, Jamar, a 36-year-old black, gay, HIV-positive male. That's who I am, so let's get to it. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Unlocked State, where living in your truth is free. Now, we've had some interesting stories up until now. Now, my life is just, it's just crazy. But at the age of seven, I realized that I had a call from God. It was interesting because I told you that once we moved out of my grandmother's house, we moved back to, to my house. And on the weekends, I would go to my grandmother's house so I would pray for church and with her because my mother worked and then I would be able to you know I'll be able to just come back home for school on that Monday for that Monday so I would be in church like Sunday morning Sunday, Sunday school then I'll be for afternoon service then I'll be in church for Bible class on Tuesday night and then I would come on Bible class on Friday nights so, I would be the youngest one in the Bible class. And because I was a quick reader, whenever we had a scripture, I would read the scriptures. So, I was very familiar with all these damn stories. If you wanted a Bible scholar, I, I was your man. I knew it all. I got you. I could tell you where whatever scripture was at, what the story was about, all that. So, I was always the reader. Big old Bible, my lap, feet barely can touch the damn floor. And I'm just reading, 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 reading. So, at seven, because I was spiritually in tune as I was, I was remembering a story about Samuel and Eli. And the story that I learned that Sunday was that Samuel was asleep and his name was called twice. And he went to Eli, I'm like, yo, Eli, did you call me? So, I'm sleeping in my room. Mind you, I had bumped in at that time. My room was the size of like a damn walking closet. So, the way my room was packed, my bump beds were here. Mind you, I had the old school bump beds. The old school bump beds were like the real old school wood. That shit was crazy. So, I'm in my bed on the bottom bunk. I didn't like sleeping on the top bunk because I thought I was going to fall off. So, I'm on the bottom bunk. And my mother's in the room right around the wall. And then I hear my name being called. And I said, okay. I know I'm not tweaking. Everybody's in the house sleep. I get out of the bed, walk to see anybody up in the house or anything. My mother's sleep. Mind you, we lived in a railroad apartment. So you can see straight through. Nobody's up. So I lay back down to try to go back to sleep. I heard my name called again. And I said, okay, I'm freaking the hell out of here. What the hell is going on? I went and checked again. And nobody was up. So I laid down again, tried to go back to sleep. I heard my name called a third time, but it was called twice. And I said to myself, what the hell? Then the story that I've learned came back to mind. 
And Eli said to Samuel, when you hear your name called again, or when you hear that voice, say, here am I, send me. So when that came back to mind, I said, okay. I said, it's the Lord called. Wow. So I said, okay. I, I answered the Lord. I said, yes. And he said, you going to preach. Now, this story, you may think it seems mystical and spooky, but it's true. This is what happened. Now, some would say, you know, gay people are so spiritual and so spiritually in tune that they like have a like their third eye just is open and they just sit and can discern a whole lot of shit. It is true. Alright? So I said, okay Lord, it's big. So, you know, he said you wanna preach my gospel. You going to proclaim liberty to those that are bound. You going to open up blinded eyes. You're gonna bring them out of captivity to your captive. So I'm thinking like, yo, this is the best thing ever. Wow. God want me to do such a great work. Now, I did not know this great work that he's going to have me do had a lot of shit that goes with it. Okay? Like, oh my God. So, I said, okay, fine. I'm happy. I'm glad about that. So, I went to sleep. And I heard another voice. Now, many of us we have like our own personal demons. When we say demons, we refer to them as, you know, skeletons in a closet, past issues, past problems that we had to deal with that we didn't kind of handle at that time. So we have those demons, but yet we actually have demons against who we are, spirit, negative spirits. I heard another voice, and that voice said, you think that you are something great because you received this great task. You won't live to see this task. Then the voice said, torment starts tonight. Mind you, I'm seven. I didn't understand, you know, what torment that the voice was talking about. So I'm thinking, you know, it's like voice in my head. But mind you, now I think I'm seeing things. Now, it seems like we are in a third floor apartment in a brownstone. And I'm in my room. And it looks like my window disappears. And I see nothing but like black oblivion. And it's this figure standing like in darkness. And this figure is talking. This is the voice that I heard. The second voice. And when he said the torment stuff tonight, well, not he, but the entity said the torment starts tonight. I see behind it legions upon legions of like of the entities, and I'm like, what the hell is this? So I'm like, all right, let me let me not stress out here. So after the entity said that, it seemed like a, just this army just started coming towards me. And then all of a sudden, they froze. And the entity in charge says, we'll be back when he's gone. So I didn't know 
what in the world he was talking about. And I turned over, and it looked like I saw an angel sitting in my room, standing, well, standing at that time with a flaming sword. And then, when the hole disappeared, the entity sat there, turned the sword upside down. And had his hand on the handle of the sword, just sitting on. Now I'm freaked out here, and I said, you know, I can't go back to sleep. But then it felt like a pair of arms just grabbed me and rocked me to sleep. Now, some people say, what the hell is going on? Now, you have people like the Rain Warren from Long Island who has similar experiences. At that time, I didn't know who she was, but she has similar experiences. You know you have a lot of witches and psychics that have similar experiences. So now I'm thinking, I'm tweaking, like, what the hell? So between 7 and 15, now I'm spiritually tormented mentally tormented physically abused and it's like what is going on it's like when do I catch a break and many people are like in the same boat like when do I catch a break like real it would be so bad that my mother used to work the night shift I'll be in the house by myself and mind you, because the railroad apartment, the bathroom would be in the hallway. So we're on the third floor. There's a family down on the second floor, and the family on the landlord lives on the first in the basement. That's a private house. We know each other. So in order to go to the bathroom, you would have to leave out of the apartment to go to the bathroom. So one night I said, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And mind you, the hallway like always stays on. So I go in the hallway. To try to go to the bathroom, and I see fog. Now, fog, F-O-G, fog, coming up the stairs, and the lights are on, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" So, I run back into my room, into the house. Mind you, it's not black fog; it's like white fog because the fog is coming to the light. And I closed the door and I locked the door. And the moment I locked the door, I hear knocking at the door and I heard two kicks at the door. Mind you, this is like three o'clock in the morning. Nobody in the house is up but me. Like, what the hell is going on here? I'm spiritually tormented, bro. And it's like, what in the devil? Another night. Remember I told you, live in a railroad apartment. Go from my room just to go to the bathroom. I go through my room, my mother's room, the living room, and then you go to the dining room. I'm heading into the dining room. And in the dining room, I see an entity sitting in a chair with red eyes looking at me. Mind you. I set all the chairs in a specific way. 
this one chair is turned a whole other goddamn way. And there's something sitting in the chair looking at me with red eyes. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm paranoid. What is this? What is this that I'm seeing? I don't get this. And I'm like, yo, these demons are crazy. And mind you, I didn't forget they said the torment was coming. And I would go to church. And spiritually, I'm like, okay, I don't understand what this is. Like, I need somebody to tell me what these thoughts are. Now, a lot of people not only battle with their own personal skeleton in their body, but they battle with some demons, okay? And these demons, one thing you got to realize, these demons cannot physically harm you because they're beings of another world. What they'll do is they'll try to manipulate your mind to where you harm yourself. Try to cause you to do bodily harm to yourself. You know, demons can't pull the trigger. Demons can't slice your wrist. Demons can't hang you. Demons will give you thoughts to do that. They'll give you thoughts that nobody cares for you. Nobody loves you. Uh, nobody wants you. And you will cause yourself this bodily harm. Now, mind you, because I have all these issues and problems that I dealt with, this negativity, it's a feeding ground for these negative entities. And because it's a feeding ground for these negative entities, it's a door for them to come in. And if it's a door for them to come in, they can inflict your mind, they can make you obsess, and then they try to possess you because now your will is given up and you submit into the powers that you see and these spirits will follow you listen they're not they're not set to like one place they will follow you they will ride in your thoughts they'll walk with you they'll talk with you some cannot see them like i saw them but they will be with you and you will hear them so i will come to this church and i'll sit there and i'm like yo these things are paranoid. I'm getting paranoid. I'm getting paranoid. I'm getting paranoid. Some days I used to be scared to go home because the moment I would step out of the vehicle to go to my house, I could hear them laughing. I couldn't wait till I came home. This was years of torment. So it was like, call your pastor and tell your pastor what's going on. I called my pastor and told my pastor what's going on. But I would never really make the rules. See, at that time, I would go out to like churches and to, you know, I would be like massive ceremonies or, you know, I would like host a service, I would MC. And it, after I finished doing what I did, they'd be like, yo, you so electrified, you so good at this. This is like, you, this is your, your niche, you're just good for this. They thought, the church thought, that I brought these spirits with me because of where I was going. Mind you, I wasn't going nowhere bad. I was going to other family member churches to just MC for. And I would bring, they said, you brought these spirits with you. No, in fact, I didn't. They came to me. 
So I would tell them, and I would sit there, and I'd be like, wait, I would wait. And I'm like, how can I get to this situation? I don't know. So one day, the preacher was preaching a sermon. And I said, this sermon sounds so good. Whatever message it was, I don't remember what it was. But I'm going to go and I, I want that I want that gift thing. I want to be able to do stuff like that. So I got no came to the altar. And I was like, Yo, I want to do what you was talking about. I want, I want this type of power. I want this type of gift thing. And my pastor said that, okay, you can have that. But first, we got to get rid of this. Now, mind you, the same negative entities would come with me to church every Sunday. They would sit with me, and they would, they would play through my thoughts. But this one Sunday, I got up there, not with the intent of, I want to be delivered from these negative situations. I got there because I wanted what the preacher was talking about. But when I got up there, she said, we're going to switch it. I said, oh. she said, you need to be delivered from what you're being tormented by. And when she said that, I heard a wail. I heard a scream. And I was like, oh my God, I'm scared. Oh my God, I'm scared. So, you know, they did the, the spiritual, spiritual exorcism. And the spirit left me. Mind you, when it left me, I turned around. And I saw it go out the door. So church is over. And you know, we are like gagging up the church or socializing. And my uncle with his wife was leaving the church. And he's walking down the stairs. And his feet went from under. Mind you, it was nice outside. It was like almost 75, close to 80 degrees. No snow, no water, no nothing. He slipped off of air and fell down the stairs. And when he fell down the stairs, he had an open gash in his head. And when they brought him inside, I looked at the door. And the entity was standing at the door laughing and said to me, this ain't over. This ain't over. And when it said that, I got lightheaded. And I said, oh my God, it wasn't over. So, when I said I wanted to end it, I was dealing with demonic torment, sexual issues, and I wanted to kill myself. Because I remember he said, you won't live to see that gifting. And at 15, I tried suicide. Because I had all this stuff going on. Only to realize at 16 was when I was going to preach my trial sermon. We'll talk about this sermon next time.